You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, Goaters? It's your host, Lurk, here. I just want to say thanks for checking out the Van Flip Podcast. And if you're listening to us on a platform that you can rate and review us, please do so. It greatly helps us out. Not only can you visit us at lambgoat.com, but you can stay up to date with everything by following our social media accounts. On Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us at lambgoat, and you can find us on Facebook as well. And if you already didn't know, you can view all of our podcasts in full video format over our YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe. Just search Lambgoat or the Van Flip Podcast on YouTube and you'll find it. If you dig what we're doing here on the podcast, be sure to check out our Patreon page. For only $5 a month, you get exclusive Patreon content, invites to live streams, and much more. So check out the page for more information. Speaking of Patreon, I want to go ahead and shout out our latest supporter. Thanks, Dylan, from San Francisco for the support. This episode of the podcast features South Florida band Torch. Their latest album, Admission, came out last Friday on July 12th. Definitely check it out. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is uh Oh no, Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Van Flip Podcast. I'm sitting here with Torch. Torch. Both of them are Torch. <laughs> I'm sitting here with John John and Rick yeah. of the band Torch. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty, good. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, so what, just let everyone know who doesn't know what you guys do in the band and everything like that as well. Um, I'm John, and I play guitar. Used to play bass, but for uh, I'm really bad with time. Maybe the last year or two. Yeah, a couple year and a half, maybe. Year, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've been playing guitar for a little bit. Um, I'm Rick Smith. I've been playing drums in the band since the beginning. It's been 15 years now. John, you were also kind of in the band from the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Just on the guitar, like on, on the like bass. Two or three band practices, I think. Cool. Um, All right. Yeah. Just making sure. Just because. Yeah. Rick stated it. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. Uh, currently, you guys are on tour. You just kind of started your tour. Um, well, not your main tour, but you're leading up to your yeah. tour. Um, this is like your second date, and you're going to be out for a month and a half or something like that with Baroness, right? Yeah, well, not the entire tour, because uh, we had like a 15-day tour booked, and we we had an offer come in, and we're like, mm, yeah, and management was like, yeah, you guys should really do this, and... <laughs> We haven't toured with them since 2006, where we did a uh, like six or seven week European tour with them in like the same Sprinter. So uh, yeah, we took it on, and the tour went from being 15 days to 35. So nice. Just a little more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you guys, you said this is your second time in, in or your second time, or a lot first time in a while that you've toured with them. Uh, second time ever. We've done some shows here and there, but like on tour in the beginning, of the band, but yeah, we we did one tour, one proper tour, which was uh UK and Europe. Like okay, cool. So not really in the states so much. No, no, not at all. Actually, are you guys looking forward to that? Or yeah, I mean, it's gonna be fun. You guys are direct support for them, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And who else are you guys going out with on that? Is Horrors gonna be there too? Hor- Horrors is gonna be with us for the last half of the tour southeast. our headlining part of the tour on the southeast yeah cool and then um in the northeast we're gonna have uh wear your wounds which is um 
some guys from Converge and Caven and our buddy Chris yeah. Maggio on drums. Um, oh, man. He's, yeah, he's one of the best drummers ever. Yeah. <laughs> really incredible guy. And um, so we're super stoked. They're going to be on part of the tour. And then um, I think when we're with Baroness, one of the shows is with uh, War on Women. Yeah, at least one. At least one, at least one show is with them as well. And hmm. um, is there anybody else with us with Baroness for any um, other dates? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, no. I think we there's other bands that take the main support slot when we do our own stuff yeah but a chunk of it you know we go in and out of it but a chunk of it is us and them cool yeah should be fun. Should be well, fun. yeah and uh that's also in support of your new record that will oh, be yeah. out maybe or will is coming out depending on when this is going to be aired but it comes out on the 12th of july yes mm-hmm. um so yeah you guys this is your first one in a couple of years the second one on relapse how have you guys liked being on relapse for the last two albums I feel um, they were interested when we first started, and we kind of like we felt like we 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 needed to work with Andy Lowe, the original owner, and got it started, Robotic Empire, because mm-hmm. he kind of pretty much nudged us into becoming a band. Where he hit up Rick and let him know like, hey, do you want do you like the idea of possibly playing drums for Floor? And Rick was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> So, you know, Rick, uh, after a tour with our old bands, like, he came home, jammed with Steve, and, uh, quickly realized, like, hey, you know, we, you know, we're So we're talking about, like, 2004 days. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he realized, like, damn, like, this kid can fucking play fast, slow, whatever, and so yeah, I think, like, the, the wheel started turning, he's like, man, this doesn't necessarily have to be four, like, we can do different stuff, and, like, for him, it's, like, kind of refreshing, and mm-hmm. do something different, and, you know. So I think for, uh, around that time, Relapse was like, "Hey, what's up? We're, you know, we're we're interested or whatnot." And that wasn't too long after. I feel like that was around a time where this floor self-titled was like everyone was playing it like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was going on. So I think there was people like keeping an eye on maybe what Steve was going to do and stuff like that. But uh, we did what like two records on Robotic, and so we kind of like went on a different path or whatnot. So when we were done with Volcom. Two albums ago, well, on the twelfth will be three albums ago. I guess. Yeah, your third, your yeah. third, your third overall album. Yes, yeah, so I lose track. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of those fucking records. Uh, he, Steve, when the Volcom thing, we were done with them. It was just like a one-off. Uh, he kind of like hit him up, you know, very casually, and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're ready. We can send over some stuff." And Renny over at Relapse sent over a contract, and we're like, "Yeah." We took it down to a lawyer actually, and he was like. Shit, man, they must really like you. I haven't seen a contract like this since the nineties. <laughs> oh wow! So it's been cool, you know. I feel like th- certain things have changed. Um, one of our favorite dudes there, um, Bob, he's uh, no longer there, but uh, it's been cool, you know. And uh, we're working with, you know, some some people I really like and believe in the band too. So the dynamics have changed a little bit because I think you know the whole breakdown of how they operate has changed it a bit, but. They're still, you know, a great label to us and, you know, super helpful and, yeah, so it's a good relationship, I would say. Cool. Um, just, it's a, it's a kind of a little weird marriage because, you know, your sound as the band is not really, you can't really classify it that well because, you know, as people know, it's a lot of what you guys listen to and then like throw into a blender and it kind of just manifests itself as your sound. I dig that. I love that about this band. The the harder people have to work to describe it and like really stretch. Cause basically 
when people are describing a band, they're just using their frame of reference. Right. So whether it's something that it's a big band or an obscure band, it's like it's just point of reference. So from one person to the next, they're going to pull from what whatever they know, mm-hmm. you know. So the harder you make that, I, I don't know, I, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, I mean, because it's more you'd have to, you'd have to just say like, oh, you have to hear it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it makes people check it out a little mm-hmm. bit more. What would you kind of? Because I mean, like, obviously, Wikipedia classifies you as like a heavy metal band, but uh, we we high- power metal. <laughs> <I hope laughs> <you know. laughs> I don't know if we'd I'd classify it as that myself. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what, what what would you guys? I mean, obviously, the sound has changed from Jump Street to now, anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, how would you guys classify yourself as if someone hadn't heard you? I would say like hard rock. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say I would say hard rock. Somebody that hasn't heard, you know, it's funny because like I try to describe the band. You know, you end up in situations like <laughs> with with like family or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, it's like your mom's coworker, and you know, this guy doesn't in a listen. rock band. This this guy doesn't listen to it. you know. You know, like any for like any me really trying to break it down is not going to really make much sense. So you know, depending on who I'm describing it to, I describe it so different. But yeah, like I'd say the average person that's just like, oh, you're in a band, dude, like. What what do you get? What kind of stuff do you do? I always just say, like hard rock, like Black Sabbath, or some or grunge like Sonic or uh, like Soundgarden or something. You know, I yeah. kind of compare it to those bands for people. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like the clue. I mean, you know, it's like funny. Like it'll be the guy at, that works at the post office that like. It's just kind of like, oh, like Smashing Pumpkins? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, totally. Whatever like, you want to think like, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Like, sure. Yeah. Like, you know, you might actually listen to us and hear it in some of our material, but, like, not all right. of our material is yeah. the same either, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, someone will hear the, our new track, Admission, and be like, oh, dude, they're like a shoegaze kind of band. But then, yeah. like, someone checks out any random thing on our catalog, it could be, like, some cr- super slow super heavy thing that they're just like what the hell is this this isn't like that at all like on the new record like you'd hear that song and then two songs later you're like i mean i feel like there's a sonic continuity and identity and vibe Mm -hmm. but it's just like yeah going from a certain dreamy track to like some bomb string heavy shit yeah you know if you show like you can always like ease people in but sometimes you can show them like the extreme of what they don't expect. yeah all the all the uh, dynamics and the exactly. how how, and how I, I the mean, range is and to me that's what makes this band so much fun like there's not like a checkboard or some sort of fucking flow chart to like what a record's supposed to be yeah. what the songs are supposed to be it's just like show up if you have ideas cool let's hear them or yeah. oh you have a completed demo let's hear it or like I don't bring. I don't have shit. And I'm like, well, let's make something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Off top you, of the head. I, I just tell people like loud rock and roll. Yeah, just tell them that. You know, it's, loud it's, rock and roll. It's weird, Rick. You brought up certain bands to describe yourself because literally, like earlier when JP and I were talking, I was like, I kind of get this weird Black Sabbathy vibe. Oh yeah. Like even in the vocals, sometimes. Yeah. You know, so that's a good. I yeah. mean, to me, and I've been jamming a lot of it in the last week, so yeah. I get that. Um, I, sometimes it's fun when like people pull from certain things like shit okay i can see that like earlier on some people were like oh it's like the basically the rhythm section and guitars of like black sabbath with some of those vocals but then you kind of have this beach boy thing yeah it's not really black sabbathy like that, yeah. i was telling them that i was like it's not it's like it's in the same avenue as black sabbath like there's a lot of like tones and like yeah, things that tone, you can hear yeah. that are like kind of black sabbathy and I, like i said like i think not that he's not that Steve sounds Steve's the vocals, right? Yeah. Yeah, not that he sounds like Ozzy. Yeah. But 
with it all together, it kind of reminds There's me like... There's something there, yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's like the down-tuned stuff, the big, chunky drums and all. You know what I mean? There are certain things, the way we play maybe a little bit. But I feel that on that uh, at the same time, someone can also, you know, say like, oh, well, I hear some Gotta Buy Voices in there. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I hear some some other stuff. Sonic Youth, you yeah. know, in some tracks. Killing Joke, even Absolutely. sometimes. And like... Just, like, it's super random kind of what we'll throw in, you know? Like, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I'll take stuff from, like, my ideas from, like, crowd rock stuff I'm listening to. And, like, e- if it doesn't fit, even if it doesn't necessarily, like, that's not the exact kind of track we're making, like, my drumming will still follow that sort of, like, style. Mm-hmm. I and just, it'll add to it. It'll add to it, you know, to actually kind of make it unique sometimes. I definitely, like, feel like I'll take things, especially, like, you know, going through periods of time listening to, like, reggae a lot, like, sort of, like feeling that sort of slowness of that kind of groove that like they really play like almost behind the beat that makes if music feel really kind of mm-hmm. certain way like i just inf- little things like that influence it you know as well and like sometimes i play like i'll I'll play a torch track for someone and then i talk about like the dub reggae thing that's how i'll hear some <laughs> one part and then like they hear it totally different and they yeah, go like you you, you know it's funny it's like even the riff like annihilation affair i was actually playing it for alvar and like it has that like gun 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 groove and like i mean we're from miami too man yeah of course i grew up with like a mixture of like fucking booty based and like oh yeah of course people that were sampling crap yeah how old are you uh, 36. Yeah, so we're the same age. Yeah, yeah of course. So it yeah. Like, it was like freestyle, booty bass, uh, then like classic rock showed up, and oldie. I was just exposed All to over. quite a bit. Yeah, but totally. like low end and like that glow, that frequency that just moves and yeah. that speaks to all of us. Definitely, yeah. man, for sure. Like Plus, bass, I mean, like outside of all bass, the culture, like, down for the first time as a kid, seeing bass for the first time was like, I was a rocker too. I was like fucking rock and roll. I did, didn't really. At the at the time, I was really pretty young, and I didn't really mess around with much too much other music. I was just on a really big finding and discovering rock and roll at the time kick. Mm-hmm. But seeing bass for the first time when I saw a bass like actual bass DJ, yeah. man, I remember it's thinking it was the craziest cool. feeling. Like bass was <laughs> power, fucking yeah. it was pa- it power, and it's so pure. It's yeah. so pure, like that eight hundred eight bass. It had to be like It is like purely physical. Yeah. It's like and beyond. And the parties growing up, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you should go to a party. So, yeah, the parties were all, the parties. I grew up awesome. here, but I definitely had a bunch of like Miami booty bass tapes, like mid nineties. So I know exactly oh, what we're totally talking about. Here. So yeah. that music was so much fun, and it was so hyped up. You know, it was like, boom, I got your that shit comes on. Totally, got your man. That stuff, that stuff comes on in a room, you know, or like wherever at a fucking party, and like the parties popping off immediately oh, like, of like that stuff is like pure energy you know so does, does torch like the torch like those parties back in the day is that something you guys still get into like booty bass bounce music road, that's like fucking booty bass hour and shit sometimes at the shows after we play like crank that shit yeah like, sometimes you, you, you know it's funny it's true we have we have done tours where we'll just play it after we we'll have the you know sound i sure like, put it on even in europe too like oh in Europe, in Europe, they're even more receptive to it. I feel like in Europe, people will stay after the show and actually dance to it. Yeah. Like, it's on the PA after replay. That's cool. And the show won't completely empty out because there's, like, you know, 15 people on the dance floor all dancing Finishing to some sh- drinks and getting into it. Even the crew, like, the people, the house staff or whatever, like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just stay open a little longer. Yeah, yeah. It's, good. it's cool, it's actually. That stuff actually always, it does. It keeps the party going. Yeah. There was one time at the Grog Shop, I think we were doing that. You remember that oh, in yeah. Cleveland? We were in Cleveland at the Grog Shop have basically playing booty nice. bass, and they stayed open late as shit, like, after the hours and let us keep playing music, and yeah. they were super cool. I well, shout out Grog Shop for letting that party Grog Shop, yeah, yeah, we love Grog, grog yeah, we Shop. That, we're, like, big, we're big fans. They're really well, awesome that's a, that's a surprising little avenue, obviously, for you guys that probably 
the regular Torch yeah. fan wouldn't read necessarily know. But I feel like, man, I mean, it goes <laughs> deep. It goes deep, though. There's so much stuff we lo- we all it, listen to. It's all in there, like, frequency-wise, the way we write music. I mean, just even the equipment we're playing through now, I went on some fucking deep shit, and, like, just, I was like, it just, it's just, when I moved over to the guitar, I'm like, man, I don't like shit. I don't like what the fuck this shit sounds like. like I'm not into this equipment. And after the years of dialing in a bass sound, that mm-hmm. gave me that feeling for the music that we grew up, and we've naturally gravitate towards like pushing it in our sound you know i was like i need i need some of that you know now playing guitar or whatever so we designed partner and i did like cat like he uh pedals heads cabs like to embellish that like bring Mm -hmm. that out and they're also super versatile you know um it's not just like the torch sound it's whatever the hell you want it to be but it's versatile versatile and like a full range thing that it can like bring that feeling that energy to the live setting with us and it translates to the record the new record has that stuff all mm-hmm. over it you know so yeah is that something you do in your spare time like twiddle with like uh, electronics no spare time <laughs> <laughs> no I'm noticing now I'm like holy fuck man I'm like stoked to be on tour because I, I can sleep yeah, you, I can breathe, sleep, yeah. you have to focus on one thing for the most part uh, yeah. yeah there's it's... still a lot to focus I mean there's a lot of shit look he has a fucking print shop so before we're going on tour, it's like, great. All right, I'll see you at practice after you print for fucking hours yeah. in, like, 100-degree weather. And I'm printing torch merch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm printing torch he's, merch. He's having to do, like, the the art aspect of stuff. It calls his brother. They're back and forth. Uh, sometimes it gets hectic. But, you know, we're operating. With the break that we took after the extensive tour for the last one, a lot of shit happened. Like, mm-hmm. I was living on the West Coast for some time. He started printing. Uh... I had, like, a couple of these custom things kicking around, and I re- what I do most of the time is I record bands, like, record, mix, or whatever, mm-hmm. and I had this, this gear, and people were like, man, what's up with this? I'm like, yeah, it's just some shit I think is cool. They're like, yeah. I'm going to use it on our record. I'm like, of course. And people keep asking, are you, you going to make this? I'm like, no, I don't want to get that headache. Uh, but there's things I, that you've put together yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the help of my partner. Like, he, he like, when I'm just, like, mm, getting there, he's I'm like, push him, and I make him insane. I'm like, let me share some of his insanity and like, <laughs> push you to the brink. But, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So recording, uh, getting, you know, recorded the record, mixed it, got the mastering done. Is that you? Did you handle that, or yeah, do you handle yeah, some yeah. of that? This one was all, like, all the way through just kind of, like, we were very involved with, like, the vision and, like, you know, what we heard and what we felt was supposed to be the final, you know, product or whatnot. So through the demoing and all that, I think everybody was enjoying, like, the sounds that we were getting. It's like, man, like, for demos, like, this is capturing that feeling. Because I feel like with the new lineup, there was a certain... Everything just felt a certain way. And, you know, I might describe it as, like, energetic. There mm-hmm. was a certain, like, power, um, more dynamic, you know, perf- like live you know you're playing and it's not just like like the way we're playing is a little more dynamic you know also getting you know older you realize like okay i could do certain things and like leave some space to like you learn more in general too yeah yeah and uh, i mean some of that stuff's happy accidents as well along the way but (laughs) a lot um, of you know you're like oh shit is that what's better than what i've been doing but uh yeah just busy all around let me know We'll try a little different flavor next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, flavor but yeah, water. man, I, I mean, I'm fucking, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. But basically, yeah, we're just, we're busy going to this record. There was no shortage of being busy. And now, you know, I feel like uh, the recording, we wanted it to really represent the way the band sounds live. 
Um, for me personally, I wanted to capture that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the equipment's on it. I wanted the equipment to, you know, it, it needs to speak to anybody playing it, whether it's us or anybody else. Whether yeah. it's clean guitar or crazy high gain or whatever. So the the transition from your kind of sound that you guys have had the last couple albums to this current one, because like, you guys brought up that there's like a, sh a shoegazy kind of vibe to some of the songs. And um, some of the some of the singles that you guys already have out on like Spotify and stuff like that mm -hmm. from that album, they do kind of give like a little Black Sabbathy indie kind of vibe, you know, like an indie band kind of vibe. Is is a lot of that due to the fact that you guys like you've stepped over to guitar and someone else has taken over bass? Or um, I think well, the, what's cool about the the singles is the first one is one of Eric's songs. And then the second one is one of Steve's songs, and the last one, the shoegazing one, is one of mine. But I feel I feel like it's it's all it's fun to watch like people's excitement or reaction to each single, mm -hmm. and knowing what's on the record, obviously, <laughs> uh, I'm just excited to un like release the rest of it so that they can see that like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more. Yeah. And like you could even maybe like group a couple songs into like kind of pairs or something. But there's there's so much more. I think it's very revealing of us as a group, personality-wise, what we want to be playing, especially after touring on the last one for so long. Um, I feel like it's very... I mean, it was recorded a, a year ago. But I feel it's pretty consistent with where we're still at right now, mm -hmm. you know, and what we want to be playing. And I think it's going to open the door, especially throughout the touring, open doors for, like, what's to come. Because that's what I think makes Torch what it is. It's like this ever-evolving array of directions sonically mm -hmm. but there's still like this sonic signature like oh yeah that's them but a lot of like maturity coming throughout the years yeah. or different yeah. kind of vibes i think i stuff. think the new one's mature i would call it a mature record for us you know definitely like i i that's how i feel about it you know mm -hmm. but um well as long as you're proud of it and then you know you can't wait for anyone to hear it obviously yeah I mean, I'm, I'm really stoked about it for sure i definitely think it's like it's like a like a, a, a overall product, you know. Like you take a record home and like that experience that a record gives you, because it's got like all like the different aspects that make it, you know, what it is. Like yeah, you know, it's like, it's a, like a whole record. yeah. It also has like this quality to it to me that I feel like it's a, um, it's something that pe people are gonna probably like listen to for a long for a longer period of time. I feel like there's more stuff to like revisit on it that you know has like. You know, I mean, I because I, me personally, I didn't really like the last one very much. You know, the last like, one. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of a little bit critical about, um, like just like how hard we could go. You know, when we did the last one. We put it together really fast. It's not bad and, to be critical, though. No, it's not. You know, but in the, and honestly, and the funny thing is, you know, listening back to it now, actually, kind of listening back to it now, I like it a lot more than I did when it came out and when we were touring on it. I didn't like it very much. I listen, like, listening back to it as a time and place kind of thing now, like, I, I like it and I do think the songs are cool. You know, and maybe sometimes I'm a little, I am a little harsh because, you know, I'll have other people tell me about like, uh, you know, like, the song's pretty good actually. Listened back to it and I'm like, hey, it's it's fine, but like, I feel like this material is much different. Like, for me, I'm, I'm kind of like coming out like feeling uh, really confident about it this time around and playing it as well, you know? Like I think playing it feels really good because I'm excited to play it, you know? Mm -hmm. Where like some of the songs when we were doing the Restarter Tour, I wasn't that excited to play some of those songs. They weren't like fun for me. Yeah. wasn't really like stoked. I didn't think we were like at our most creative, you know? And some of the stuff is kind of minimal even that we do on this new record, but like 
for for a real reason, you know? Like, it, it's because it's supposed to be that way, and yeah. it feels that way. You can tell the yeah. difference, you know? Like, where some stuff on Restarter felt unfinished to me, you know? Like, that's a big difference. Is like, this is, like, a finished product. It is a fully realized idea. Like, you know, it makes me stoked to know that that's where we went, you know, like, yeah. and, and hopefully continue to go, you know, but like, I, I do, I do like it, you know, I gotta say, I'm stoked on it. He's gonna tip his own hat to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, I feel like the new one, it definitely has like, it's, it feels like what, I guess, like getting, uh, being young and getting into records, like, I feel like records were more of a, like a journey, like it's, you had it's up, yeah. it's down, it's dynamic. It's, I was going to ask, is know. there like a certain kind of flow throughout like the, like the track listing and stuff like that, even though the, you you kind of say that each song is kind of its own, yeah, I think you know, is. journey. I think it's like, by the time you get to the end, it's like, damn. Yeah, you heard yeah. a lot of stuff. And like people <laughs> have been really, really uh, receptive to like nuances and details even down to like production stuff and like the sound quality and stuff like people that in the past i don't think have really commented on that it really grabs them Mm -hmm. so i think there there's just more nuances and details that came through and i mean i was hoping that people pick up and i'm like kind of surprised like holy shit okay you're, you're getting that and like they're really um able to express like certain things about the song to song uh, flow and experience with like a good amount of detail good. and like I don't know just certain language that like it's more specific and um they're like motivated to explain and I'm like awesome I'm ready for yeah. it and the thing is I feel like the last record uh just like any other record is a snapshot of where we were at that point in time so that's how I look at our stuff right I'm, I'd probably listen to like previous releases of ours um before that one I, I actually don't i don't listen oh, yeah. to our back title i don't like i, I just well i mean as the it. band it's also yeah, like I mean, not as mean, cool to do it <laughs> i feel i feel like i listen to the back i started listening to back catalog right before we tour you know mm-hmm. like like is it to like maybe get those songs back in your head yeah but you know what it is we're usually pl- we're usually we're usually we're usually playing like one or two off of like you know different records, different records. So, so like it's funny like i'll go back and Sometimes it's more out of me just being kind of like I don't want to fucking play that song anymore, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna go back and find another one and, to and like it, to replace it. And I go back and I listen. I always before every tour I go back to try to find the song, and yeah, then I'm kind of like, there's so many reasons why I don't want to play so many of the right. songs too, and I'm just like, fuck this. Like, well, they're, they're older in your head too. Maybe yeah. The, the, yeah, maybe not to the fan, but the fan. Of course. I mean, see, the fan would love to hear it. I, I know I'm a fan of bands. Of course, you always want to go hear the old shit, you know. Freebird, yeah, yeah man, I, I, I get yeah, it. Well, you know? write a song that people like. That's it. You're playing. Oh, that I, I know, 100. percent Yeah, but I feel like one thing I wanted to add about the new record is I feel that we got used to a certain set that we would change, you know, a bit here and there. But I felt like it was a like this sonic experience where it would it had a certain flow to it, and I feel like that kind of maybe subconsciously laid in to the back of our minds and like, okay, when this one. Whether it was something as simple as like this, a song flow, the track listing, or not, um, track order. Uh, I think the songs and from beginning to end do that. They take you on that trip mm-hmm. where a live set that you pull songs from different records will give you, and like, okay, well here's a set, and we went from this record to that record, back to that one, and here's this set that kind of takes you on this trip. Where on this record, it's like, damn, we could just fucking play this the whole thing out, yeah. Know? Um, do you think? Do you guys think, as a collective unit, that this is kind of um, 
like this album is more the direction that the band will further furthermore take or is it just kind of like an experimental type situation just because you were saying how excited you are about it so i, I didn't know. i mean i mean i would say i don't i don't know i don't know for sure we don't know we, we, we don't, never know yeah we never know yeah. we never well, know we will know we'll only know when most of the songs are written for the next one mm-hmm. i do think that there are certain things that carry over you know mm-hmm. from like, like things we'll like and do and like probably dig in a little further but yeah, we have no fucking idea. Like, it's just like, no. Like, if we were a band, again, that went on a checklist, or like, oh, we have to do this, and this is a song structure, you swap the ingredients, but this is it. We're not that band. Like, yeah. you know, for better, for worse. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you know. And, you know, I mean, I think, like, what we listen to changes constantly. I mean, we are, we're all, we all still actively, like, listen a lot to music. You know, we don't, like, we're not so caught up in what we're doing that like we don't check stuff out. We're like definitely we, I I was working in a record shop until really recently, you know, like oh, cool. so I mean I definitely check out anything that comes through doors, you know, all kind of music, but um but I feel like we listen to different stuff constantly. So we're just going to keep changing, you know, like I mean every record when I listen to every record, I know exactly what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Like always, like I'm always, I listen back and I'm like, man, I know. I remember I was listening to like all this stuff and like, I hear little bits of it here and there and like yeah. what I was doing at the time. So it's like, it's just going to keep changing. I feel like, like the yeah. more we hear things and we're exposed to stuff, you know, and things catch our ear. It's like, I'll always try to incorporate that kind of, that stuff's always going to naturally be incorporated in there, you know, like, yeah. well, bands, I think they can do that too. Also have more of a longevity if, as long as they can not change their sound completely, but yeah. mature, I think is a, is a good word yeah. for bands that, and that, also for a band like us that like generally, um, you know, tours quite a bit. I know in my mind, what makes what I, you know, bring to the table, I guess, record to record is what I want to be playing while I've been playing the previous efforts, like, over and over on tour and tour, it's like, man, I want to do, like, my mind will wander, maybe mm-hmm. sometimes a little too much live, and I'll be like, man, I want to do some more like this, or, like, I want to try something, like, just as an actual part, you know, like, man, a part that does this and that, like, that's my mind will do that, and, you know, then I'll forget, it gets erased, <laughs> and then some other warped version of that will come into my head, and I'll be, like, fucking around and come up with something, but I think it's more like, Instead of revisiting the past or dwelling on it or whatever, treading, you know, same ground over and over, I'm always thinking, like, you know, and part of it is probably, you know, being exposed to things, listening to things, like, subconscious inspiration as well. But I'm always trying to do something we haven't done before, Mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, it's still the same tuning and, like, you know, this is going to be us, but... Just try something different. Like, that's how my mind works. I don't want to do more of the same the same, you know? Like... It just doesn't work for me. Well, I mean, I will say this, because uh, I did get the new album earlier, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it definitely is you guys, yeah. and it also is a new version of you guys, too. So it it's definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of Torch. Yeah. And, and in all honesty, I've only really kind of been getting into your sound the last, like, maybe two months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's weird, because like, as I got older... I started falling into these little cracks of like music that I didn't listen to previously. Okay. I was always into like metal and and like uh, hardcore and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but like there was like this little like area of like stoner rockish kind of like sludge grunge stuff that I never really listened to. But um, I definitely have checked out the discography the last 
two months so you know i'm stoked to see it tonight yeah. and yeah. you know it's just another band that i can put on the list of like things to check out or things that i've checked out and i like so yeah. it's yeah. definitely worth definitely worth the, the listen for sure awesome man yeah um sure. so you guys tour a lot but you also have uh one of the questions was is torch like your main gig because some of you are in different bands obviously but some of you guys have like other jobs too like so what are your other like jobs slash hobbies that you guys also have in the band I mean, I run a, my brother and I have a print shop together. So we, we're, we're pretty much like. You can go ahead and plug it. Doing that, doing that. Just go ahead and plug it if you want. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, we're <laughs> called Printsmith uh, 305. We're a Miami based uh, print shop. Yeah, they, get, they do get a lot of stuff out of state. You yeah, know, we got metal labels. Yeah, we, we do all, we, sorts of all kind of stuff though. We definitely do all kind of stuff. Um, my brother's back home like running the business while I'm gone. But um, we communicate every day. Like, I mean, it's still a job for me on the road. Like, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a job like this whole trip. Like, every single day, I'm gonna be on the computer for hours. Well, at least there's that. Wi-Fi available readily. <laughs> yeah, you know, for except, sure. Except when you really need it. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, yeah, luckily, dire well, my phone can become a hotspot too. If yeah. it, like it becomes a desperate situation, you know. But a lot of things you wouldn't be able to do way back in the day when you guys first were starting. It's out. crazy, I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, the print, the I, you know, the print shop is like my main thing. Like when I'm home, that's what I do. You're not doing a record store anymore? I, I was working at a record store called Technique Records. Like, shout out Technique Records. They're awesome. Miami, they, obviously. They have, yeah, Miami. They have, they have a great section for metal. Like, awesome metal section. And then, um, they've also got sections for, like, noise and power electronics and, like, all kind of crazy shit. Uh, punk and hardcore and, you know, like, all kind of stuff. Experimental, avant-garde. Like, it's the only, it's like the, it's the spot in Miami that really goes hard with, that kind of stuff i will definitely have to check i haven't heard of it but i'll have to check it out next time i go down it's, there a, it's sure. a really it's a cool record shop and it's like it's like 70 percent used which is oh, cool. awesome you know it's not just like they do have all the reissue stuff that you want it's all there but they have a lot of if you're a collector records. obviously it, you want oh, yeah. you yeah yeah this yeah. is a it's like it's great like collectors you know get real stoked like usually people from out of, out of town like would come in and be like hey, you guys have a fucking great shop here yeah, like, yeah. you know it's a it's a good spot and definitely want to shout them out um yeah jp and i've gotten bit by that bug <laughs> the yeah. vinyl collector yeah it's a it's a really bad rabbit hole to yeah go down. oh yeah <laughs> i know i've got i've got a lot of records <laughs> i don't have a lot. a lot but oh my god i'm get i'm gonna get there i already know. oh yeah yeah i mean you know it's just they just accumulate through the years pretty quick. They just doesn't yeah. stop. But um, working there actually was was awesome because I felt like I was still doing the print shop the entire time I was working there. So working there was like my weekends. I'd spend my weekends there, so I really had no days off when I was there. But um, but it was totally worth it. And you, just, you know, I was getting a discount on records. Yeah, of course. And Why would you give that up? Yeah, and, and that you know, my plus discount first was, first come first serve for you probably anything that comes in. Everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> so so much good stuff. You know, I mean that's the thing. So much good stuff. I was buying records a lot when I worked there, so it was cool. I miss buying records right now, but I've all I have also haven't been on tour in a while. I was buying a lot of records because I wasn't on tour. It's kind of like you weird. don't buy them on tour. You don't like go record no, shopping. No, I, I used to. I've went through my periods of really going like crazy about like oh there's a record shop. I gotta go out of my way and go fucking look. And like I, the there's older I get, it's ones. harder. There's the older I get, it's harder. Some of my favorite records I've picked up on tour. Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah, couple of like, like stores that I've traveled to that I've traveled to a city that I've like oh well, I gotta go check it out, but yeah. not often. Yeah, but fuck traveling with records on tour. See, yeah, I've like, you know, never had to do that. You gotta box them. It's stressful. You know, I mean, you, you gotta, gotta watch like, out. Yeah. The guy laying down in the back of the van doesn't roll over that shit. Yeah, 
For Don't sure. dent the corner, please. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they, they can get yeah. fucked. Or just being in a hot van, like in a bug. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You, know? And so you, far, you, oh, get, yeah. to, you get the to the heat. you get to the Arizona or some yeah. shit, it's and it's like warm. 104 <laughs> degrees outside. I'm like stressing, man. The records are they're there, man. It's like exactly they're at the mercy of nature. You know, it's yeah. kind of it's so weird because they're so they're like they're you know they're in the day and age we are in now. There's not a lot of physical copy type stuff, you know. Uh, other than like people just putting them out themselves for the most part, especially in this little mm-hmm. vein of music that we're in. But uh, yeah, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, because I started buying CDs again too. And I was oh, like, yeah. damn. For sure. I buy <laughs> CDs. Like, I buy CDs. CDs. You rack, rack them up real fast. Like, yeah. We used to do that on the road all the time. If we had time or if we were eating somewhere and there was like a CD exchange or one of those. Well, they're so cheap, especially oh, now dude, too, because they're trying to get rid of them fucking, all. Like, but nowadays, you know, we can, you can stream anything. But the, the, that's the thing I was getting to. You can stream everything, obviously, but but some records are so good you gotta have the physical. Well, copy. you want the physical copy because it's gonna be very limited. Formats. It'll yeah, be limited but... as time goes on, and that there's only they're not gonna redo a bunch of records. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, you know what the thing about it is really is like somebody. Uh, there's a whole generation of people who grew up buying like the CD. Let's just say, like my generation, like mm-hmm. I grew up definitely in the '90s. I'm an '80s kid, but grew up in the '90s, getting into music. You know, and in that time period, you're buying CDs and you're taking this sh- thing home and you're like opening it up, not really knowing what to expect so much other than maybe the one or two songs. You know, that was the and better thing about music back then too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it with was more cassette, of a surprise. Though, you with, know, with a cassette, I, I was a cassette person, and then oh, the CD, I I'm like, holy shit, you yeah. can oh, yeah. skip oh, yeah. for yeah. sure. Oh, but I'm just but I'm just saying like your average person right like in that period of time like you know you take the CD home and like you open it up you don't really know what's inside either it's always a surprise like what the booklet's gonna have in it it's and like everyone a, a who good... had that CD because that's what you had to do you had to get the CD yeah, I think everyone, everyone who had that. it had to open it up and look at this crazy thing on the and inside that like no one else like an internet stream's not gonna have all no. of no. that extra information that makes this record this experience and, yeah. like a tangible physical it's a whole thing yeah it's like you said it's a whole experience like just because you're listening to the song, I mean you're listening to the CD or the cassette or whatever while you're doing all that anyway too. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a whole experience of like visually and audio. I, I was a fucking total pain in the ass. What I would do with my friends is we would skateboard and bike to uh, I don't know if everybody here remembers uh, Blockbuster Music. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and the, they had that the old ass arcade thing. Station. Do you want another one? Sure. Do you mind getting both of them situated? Thank sure, you, JP. Thank you. Sorry. The the um the one thing I we used to do is um. You'll probably have to get his cup too for the water. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No worries. Blockbuster music. Here yeah, we are. Yeah, blockbuster video. Yeah, blockbuster. Well, yeah, it was both. But then, like, I think the music like whoop took over. At least the one down south. Yeah. And uh, we used to ride bike or uh, skateboard there. Dude, I used to walk around and get a fucking stack of CDs, go to the CD bar, and that was their thing. So they were like, mm. uh, they would unwrap it, open it, and I would listen to the CDs from be- if it didn't suck. I yeah. would listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I had a lot of time, you know. So yeah, that's uh, okay. if it sucked, it would be like, excuse me, can we change? But uh, yeah, I would dig in. I needed to get into that pamphlet. I needed to see, and you know, certain records artwork was like mm-hmm. the reason you picked it up. Of course, yeah. Especially like, when it comes to like vinyl, because like some of the vinyl didn't even put their track listing on the back you know no, or their like name you, you just ha- you want to get, it out it's like a treasure chest of like it could be some good shit in there or it might suck yeah oh, but yeah. yeah looking in a pamphlet and i've always been super into like music equipment so i'm like damn are they gonna have a picture of like the practice space thank you so much with the uh the gear are they gonna have a live like i wanted to see what they're playing so right i can, I can I, well, I'm it was used it used to be one? your only this is cranberry this is a, <laughs> cranberry, cranberry. 
it, it was kind of your only glimpse before the internet, for the most part, into yeah. like a band's life too. It was, yeah, it was their like, inner notes they, and the what, pictures what and stuff. What do they look like? Yeah. What are they playing? What what spaces? You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was like, and that was the whole thing. And I would just go to my room, and if you know, if I bought something or whatever, and just fucking crank it up on one of these little boom boxes, like all the way up. Yeah. yeah. And my parents thought I was fucking crazy. <laughs> I do. I do with my headphones on. My parents thought I was fucking nuts. Get here outside my room. You gonna blow your ears out? But yeah, I had friends come over, and I would be, like, cranking some shit, and they'd open the door, and be like, hey, man, you want to go ride a bike or something? I'm like, I'm doing homework. I'm like, but I'll be cranking. I'm like, I don't know if I was doing fucking homework, but I was just yeah. like, I need to hear this from beginning to end, like, three times. Yeah, that's the thing that's going to probably be lost going forward, just with music. It's just more about, people are more into songs. <clears throat> Singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's funny, like, like rec- there were records I had, or, you know, on tape, or, like, I remember I had my uncle... Gave me this biohazard cassette. <laughs> kind of funny, right? But I mean, yeah, yeah. My my uncle, he had a Columbia House uh, subscription. Oh yeah. And you know, like they sent him. Sometimes they don't send you the right shit, or they send you like something that like you did. Like or, ten CDs for fucking a penny. Yeah, the penny. They would tell you that, man. man they, they, they would tell you that, you but that. they rope you into then your contract that uh, says you do that, but then you have to buy ten CDs at regular price, and they were expensive, yeah. plus the shipping. CDs so it's what, like, like twenty five, twenty bucks. No, nah, they were yeah, they were like I don't know, man. I think at the time they were like. I think they were like twelve ninety eight or something. They were like something like that, fifteen bucks or something. Yeah. But I know my uncle. He he got a, he would get things that he didn't order, and he'd give them to us all nice. the time. He give them to me and my brother. Nice. But one of them happened to be uh, this Biohazard cassette of um, State of the World Address. And, uh, you know, it's funny. We were, we were young. I mean, I fuck, I'm trying to think how old I must have been, man. I mean, uh, I, it, it was not young. It, if you're talking was, about Biohazard, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the new record at the time. So, I mean, at, I had to have been like 12, you know, or 11 or something. My brother was like just two years younger than me. And that shit was like, we were like, oh, this is fucking heavy, you know? Yeah. And we were super stoked about it. But the thing that ruled about it was like, I'll always remember what that record looks like. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had the little kid running with the gas mask on oh, the yeah. front and shit. And like, you know, like, you open it up on the inside. Like, I just remember like the shell of the, of the cassette. It had a, like neon orange oh, cassette shell that and that shit looked so cool <laughs> man color. yeah it was like, like it made it it was like rare it was like more or the rare. tape it itself just your standard a different color shit, altogether, you, know? you know like a neon color yeah it was great yeah plus streaming audio now is not as good uh the quality of the audio isn't as good as like a cd in your cd well, player or like obviously vinyl, but i mean i don't know i might disagree because if you stream out like 96k some of that shit sounds better than cd in my opinion really well, maybe not all things. man i, I mean, know for this we, we like we do like the lowest kvs okay, for, right. for for audio for, eight, for talking eight, eight bit this yeah, yeah. shit <laughs> but you know it could be down to the pressing plant and the equipment they use to print the cd or whatever <clears> whatever but I will say this: there are certain fucking records that I will not listen to if they're not on vinyl. It's just I've tried. I'm like, whoa, ooh, ooh, weird, weird. Turn, turn it off. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Loop, Fade Out, a lot of uh, Spaceman Three. It needs to be on vinyl. Kiss, Kiss Alive, vinyl. Like it doesn't sound the same. Right. On Spotify. And well, yeah, well, those crazy. have also been like remastered, remastered and shit. And yeah, yeah. Loop. <laughs> Sometimes it's good, but eight out of ten times they lost it. They lost what made. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. that fucking warm thick sound or whatnot you know yeah i don't know there's a certain formats that like that's for that remastering is crazy yeah. sometimes on classic things i'm always like why yeah. like it's so classic for a it's reason a, yeah, like, yeah. You know, i mean so i, I it's do so get why some people want a reason identity. yeah you know, and it gets too polished i'm like dude that's what made it the grit the saturation yeah you know yeah there's certain just... things that i'm like i think like one guy like the dude that's like always does the hendrix stuff 
that you know I haven't heard all of it, but mm-hmm. Eddie Kramer, you know, world renowned engineer and all that, that fucker has taste. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. when he digs into those tapes, like I've heard some shit. I'm like, God damn! Like this is yeah. fire. I always am curious to see like how that will turn out, like a remaster, just because like I think about them, like something like from the 70s or something yeah. I think about like well the technology and stuff has gotten a lot better I wonder how like the computer type based mastering programs could help like boost or fucking yeah. you know quiet down some areas or whatnot. Um it can go either way because if someone gets caught up and like obsessed with a, yeah. a little thing it's like they sacrifice everything well you're also like yeah, yeah. at the mercy of whoever's mastering exactly. that yeah, yeah, so. the right person you know something that I thought I would always like to hear remastered um which could be good or bad would be like the opposite of December, Poison Wells' first record. That would be something I'd kind of. They were a local band from where we were. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, they were they were from Broward. They said they were from Miami, but they weren't from Miami. They're from like <laughs> they're from the Florida South Florida area. area. Yeah, they're like forty five minutes north. <laughs> they might be the next people on. <laughs> but yeah, they're because that always sounded. <laughs> be great. Yeah. Hey, these guys were here. They say you're not from where from. Yeah, hey, I mean, there's just I mean, a lot of Broward bands will do that, you know. Well, they definitely don't live there now. No one, I don't think any of them live I, down I there. Wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that everyone leaves South Florida. If like if you're in a band that you know is doing stuff, mm-hmm. like, and you start touring a lot, usually you don't stay in South Florida. You get the fuck out. Is it, is it hard to do shows down there? Just because a lot of like, because I know, I know Miami does get a lot of shows in general, but um, like a lot of tours don't necessarily, maybe the bigger tours don't necessarily dip down into Florida as often because they just hit Atlanta yeah. and they keep it moving, you know, throughout the country. You gotta, Is it hard you for you guys? Add, down you got to add three. You got to add three days to your tour. You got to add a day to get into Florida, a day to get to Miami, a day to get out of Florida, and then you know, then you're out. Yeah. You need. There are days, definitely like, like cities least. that can handle show, like oh, yeah. you know, I mean, and you yeah, can have yeah. three to six hour drives in between both yeah, of the, all those cities. Tampa, there's there's so many good places to play in Florida actually. One, but. one pattern I've noticed though is I feel like as bands get older, you know, certain people in the, you know these bands are probably interested in what Miami has to offer. So a lot of bands have started to come down. Whether it's like, damn, let's fucking end the tour there. How like I could do yeah. some tropical. Fucking there's a lot shit. of other other and there's other draw. stuff yeah, too yeah. that <laughs> is uh, you know that really attractive to certain bands. Right, it's it, it's attractive to a lot. There's a lot of things that could be attractive to a lot yeah. of people down there. But, but I feel like honestly though, there's some like from the people that straight up going there for the fucking drugs to the people that are going there like, yeah, I want to go into the fucking tropical weather and eat some fucking awesome food. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of yeah. You want to be in a fucking city that doesn't sleep? Like that place stays open 24 hours. Yeah, it's like New York. York, the south of New York. Uh, New York nah, ain't got shit nah. on us. It's like it's definitely not like New York. New York, York but that, it's all the, the time. The closest thing is Spain, but now you know. I mean, New Orleans. New Orleans is up all night, man. That place is fucking crazy. I mean, I, we stayed down there last year. I stayed there last year, and it, I hadn't stayed down there in like a couple years. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, dude! Because like there's so many like high rise hotels and stuff down yeah, there now. It's crazy. Happened, I will say this: the one thing that I think is uh, is pretty funny is for local sh- local shows which is kind of changing maybe a little bit but people leave their house at 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. so you yeah know, certain places like first band should go on 10 30 11 <laughs> yeah know, everyone's know. everyone's gonna go get food first start, like, no one's no one starting to the show, seven like, o'clock or anything fullest, and that's totally that comes from like just latin and hispanic culture like that's how it is <laughs> on barcelona madrid and stuff like that we're like People are out talking, socializing, have a great time till like the sun comes up, and then a little after even. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I want to go out, I want to have dinner with my friends, have some drinks, do whatever. 
then let's go to fucking see the show or you know and then get and then keep the night going all night you know it's all that coffee down there yeah yeah that too that too but it's it's just more I feel like the thing that is attractive to me is you know the just like the the tropical you know way of life but also like the the social culture you know it's definitely a huge melting pot yeah and I feel like there's a lot of um it's just a like socially colorful place, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't and it's um, you know, for Florida, it's very progressive too. Yeah, I feel like it's an extension of uh, South America and the Caribbean, not so much the South. Like we're like, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. No, Florida. It's yeah. like I try to explain Florida to people, and it's like, look, where I live in Florida, it's not like what you probably have seen on the television or you <laughs> think. It's not like they're not they're, they do ads to like tourist ads here, but yeah. it's not like palm trees everywhere, like South beaches and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. It's like we live in South Georgia, and <laughs> that's mainly most of what like the Panhandle is, yeah, yeah. and like maybe a, a little bit. Gainesville is also like that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's more woodsy in Gainesville. <clears throat> yeah, it's not until yeah. you get down south, like yeah, it's, Orlando, it's, Tampa, Miami. Is when people like are that. like, man, I don't know, like for music interviews and shit like that, or the people just talking at shows or whatnot. They're like, yeah, you know, you guys, you know, you're southern, you're a southern band, but it's, I'm like, look, man, we're not we're sub, we're sub southern. We're sub southern. We're from a sub I really south. didn't hang out or talk to white people till like we went on our first tour. Like, mm. I was just like, holy shit. You know, like, <laughs> all right, I'm like, I'm, I know now that I'm from a very different place. Right, you yeah. Know? Was that your first time, like, leaving that area, was oh, being no, on I tour did, and stuff? I had gone to, like, you know, down to, like, the Caribbean and stuff like that. Maybe, like, New York, definitely. Um, but, like, going to, you know, play, like, Elks Lodges and, and like, you know, <laughs> fucking... Uh, yeah, like, know, BFW, that, like, BFW shit. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, first start, you play all, all, like, the, the small city, small towns. Yeah. That's where you want to go. And when you go to New York, L.A., whatever, you're like... You suffer. You show. suffer. Well, yeah, because then, then like, then the Goo Goo Dolls and Train are also yeah, playing down exactly. the street. Yeah, we get it. But, and then as the band, you know, if you stick with it and the band gets known or whatnot, then those bigger, you gravitate more towards <clears throat> the bigger cities and your shows get bigger. Right. But our first couple of tours, like, it was a lot of, like, um, Backwoods, little sheds, yeah, and I stuff mean, like that. We literally had our yeah. shits one played a shed once. Uh, yeah, was, like, oh yeah. Out what of, about like, our, what about what about like our early tours where we were in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we played in like a pavilion, like in like outdoor park. Yeah. Remember with and the fucking? And we're like, yo, is this cool? Like, I mean, we're from Miami, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, but yeah, the thing is, but the thing well, is, the thing is, it's one of those things. Miami, we 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 get roped in a second doing that shit in Miami, so we're like, I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I don't I don't want to go to jail in Oklahoma, you know? Is Karen gonna be upset that we're playing next to the jungle gym? I just you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just I feel like it, it's definitely I guess I had culture shock a little bit leaving South Florida you know not necessarily oh we all we all did a little bit yeah, I like, think yeah I think I think just playing, leaving in general for your first couple times yeah, is definitely like, eye opening you're, you're going to places where um like VFW halls shows like that you know what I mean and you're just like man you're just South Dakota's a little fucking different yeah you you're know? taking me back oh yeah once you get out into like especially the rural areas yeah, if, like you've the, never tra- the, if you've never traveled yeah. and oh, yeah. you get out of the rural like, areas that's oh in the Midwest went, that's I needed we like went. a fucking we went, passport we for the Midwest we went there first I feel like we went there first on any of our tours like yeah. we went straight for the Midwest we spent yeah. I mean, a lot of time out there that's where that's where you could get underground shows and people were actually excited to really book your bands not a lot of stuff going on in the Midwest you know what I'm saying yeah like you know, the people were super supportive. So you know, yeah. we made a lot of friends out in the Midwest in the beginning. You Definitely. know, but I mean, playing through you know Kansas and Missouri and Oklahoma and 
you know, even a lot of Indiana and shit. Like, like some certain like parts of Texas that weren't necessarily te- Austin, Dallas, yeah. San Antonio. There's a lot of Texas. <laughs> a There's lot a lot Texas. of Texas that's not, not shit, Dallas. I, I or played in Marfa Austin. one time. That was something else. Yeah. Marfa. Yeah. You don't even have to describe it. I think the name alone might describe it. Oh yeah, Marfa. You gotta look it up. They got the, the weird little Prada store out there in the middle of nowhere. Oh wow. <laughs> it's an art installation, I think. It's oh, never okay. open. <laughs> but but like yeah, there's like Marfa, like Prada Marfa. It's like this tiny little shed of a, a Mar- of a Prada store that's like out there. It's really wild. <laughs> it's in the middle of fucking nothing. It, <laughs> man, the show is so weird, dude. House of Lightning tour. We get to we get to the to place and like there's and there's two guys there who booked the show punk rock dudes in town this town rolling town is not hardly a town like dudes. and we're just like eh. a these two, streets on these the, two on these dudes are there and they're just kind of like oh cool you're here all right like you know and yeah. you, they just took off they didn't say anything to us they took off and they never came back. Wow. And so there was no bands for us to play with, nothing. We were just there, and it was the bartender and a couple dudes in cowboy hats hanging out, having a drink, and us. And we played. They two enjoyed it. So we, sure we were on tour with this it. Australian two-piece called Dead. They're a fucking awesome <laughs> band. They're really good. And uh, so it was just House of Lightning and them. It was the five of us, man. And we, we basically played for each other, and there's one drunk woman who danced on stage with both bands. Awesome. And um, and then, yeah, we, we didn't get paid anything, and we, and we just drank the woman at the bar was cool and just was like, yeah you guys are okay <laughs> let's drink for free and a couple of these there's some random people that did come in for a minute and they saw like oh there's live music tonight let's get the fuck out of yeah, here whoops. <laughs> yeah whoops like, i'll be back tomorrow yeah. all right um so we're running we're like 50-ish minutes so i know we're on a little tight schedule so i got a couple little quick ones to end it off sure, here sure. Mm-hmm. uh that kind of were sent in <clears throat> All right, we already talked about the way your band sounds, your other jobs, all that good stuff, blah blah. Um, are we right? Are we are we right to assume that former guitarist Andrew never recovered from the bat urinating in his eye, and that's why he's no longer in the band? <laughs> no, he he recovered just fine. He did have to get um like rabies shots while we we're on the tour, which was a huge fucking hassle for him. Like mm. we would get to a place, load in, soundtrack we had to, and it's like we'd have to like go to clinics and get. Shots how like how long did he have to do that for? I think it was a uh, I think it was a uh, total of like anywhere between four and six shots. But luckily he was fine. Like uh, every couple of days, or was it for yeah, like a week? I think it's like where he could schedule them. It was like I think within a certain amount of time. I don't know if there were certain intervals mm-hmm. that they needed to be at, but it was definitely like all right, you need this many shots by this date. So <laughs> get all for just getting pissed in the eye, right? Mm, crazy luck. Hey. Um, Right place, right time. You know what I mean? Huh? Right place, right yeah. time. Um, if 2004 Torch could hear admissions... Wait, 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 let me see. What would the guys in 2004 Torch think about the new album, Admissions, had they heard it in 2004? I think that we would think it's awesome, honestly. <laughs> I think we'd be like, holy shit, these guys go to space? <laughs> <laughs> I would just think, like, man, like, if that's where we're going, like, that's like, really I, cool. How are we going to get there? I mean, you know, so, I mean, that's that's... It's cool to bring that up. I mean, because it's something that, like, I guess, like, I'm, I'm you guys, not, I'm, you know, you, know, you yeah. read, you read, you, sometimes you read people like say shit about like old torch and like oh, the band's not the same and whatever, and like you know, kind of talking about us like we were some kind of like heavy monstrous thing, but like I kind of hear the early stuff as sort of like a little juvenile and kind of like not even as heavy as a new shit. I actually Definitely think the last now, last two yeah. records now are way heavier than the early stuff. Well, juvenile is a good way to. 
not to describe your music, but like maybe the way that you kind of probably went about making your music and like your influences and stuff like that. So obviously as like a younger 20 something in your, I mean, I'm sure you're like 20 something when the band started and whatnot. So I was 19 when I joined. Yeah. yeah, So So I was really young, but I mean, but I mean, just the thing, you you know, but but here's the, here's the thing. It's like, I kind of feel like I do see people feel like we've changed so much as a band when I feel like we've kind of been just the same band from the get go. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, had we done the songs on admission on the first record and then recorded the first record now, the execution of admission would sound not good because... I think it would be stepping going backwards. Right, but the thing is, here's the thing, though. It's like you just change how you play, like, in your execution. Like, you really could... It really could have been the thing. Like, we could have done admission first, and it would have been recorded more lo-fi compared to what we're capable of now. Our actual execution of the songs wouldn't be so, like wouldn't have as much feeling because we didn't have much feeling back then either. We were very stiff players. Yeah, we John and I kind of came from playing like fast. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hear that stuff. I just feel like it's a little juvenile. It doesn't have feel. And I mean, I feel like we've, so, so, so it's just, it's just to me, I always think it's kind of funny when people are kind of like, you know, like you guys back then were just like so different, like as if we're not the same person, you know, like, <laughs> like that's kind of what the thing that kills me you is like, the, the, we're just going to, you lost, like, I, sold out, like man. I actually play, I play in some other bands that are like, we'll never make a dollar. They're way more extreme. And like, I spent a lot of my time and efforts doing that because like, I just fucking love it. Right. And, and it's, it has nothing and like, has nothing to do with me, like changing through the years and being like, I mean, if we were capable of making admission back when we first started, we would have made admission, but yeah. we weren't capable of doing that because yeah. you weren't we, your best drummer self in nineteen. No, <laughs> definitely not. You know, but I mean, like, it's like I was, you know, I was creative in my own ways back then that were different than now. But like, you know, it's like you become a more tasteful person and like be able to write new stuff. I mean, we still enjoy being like the heaviest fucking band on the planet, you know, mm-hmm. but like, but you know, we, we like melody and like writing good songs. And I feel like the song, right? Like what we were doing back then was also very melodic and very mm-hmm. poppy as well, man. I mean, like I hear songs like fire and it's like melodic arena, rock pop. Yeah. And there's shit. also just elements not of... executed. Well, we won't play that <laughs> yeah. good. You know, I'm like, it was written on a guitar, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of written on a guitar and they I, just kind of translated into, I think that it's just like going back to what I said earlier, I feel each record is a perfect snapshot of where we were at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I mean, duh. But yeah. I really do think each record shows a progression and digging deeper into what moves us you right. know, as time goes on. And I feel like, like Rick said, it's like you're developing your taste, you're developing your interests, how you want to play, what you want to play. And I feel that building up and forward. I personally don't feel like we've gone in reverse or like downgraded or you know ruined Take our a catalog. Step back. Just it's, yet. it's only gotten better for sure. I, I think, think so. you know. Well, and I, I mean, a lot of plays into that. You guys travel the world playing music. You guys play a certain genre of music that's not going to, you know, um, be on the radio for the most part. So you're also touring a lot more, traveling a lot more, doing a lot more work out as far as that. And you're also experiencing life a lot more too. Just like, like you said, going to fucking South Dakota and you know, wherever else in the world that you actually play at, you know, you're, you're, you get, you get exposed to a bunch of other shit Mm -hmm. like, and you know, being in a culture place like Miami and just a melting pot, 
that all goes into it, man, and just being older and maturing and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, so. and some people don't like change. You know? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, whether it's politics. Miami. My, <laughs> there are a lot of people in Miami don't like change. Like, I know so many people who will be Miami guys forever. But I'm like, saying, like, that's one example. But, like, people that will only listen to one type of music. Right, the only one, they, they, they only want, want that band to sound the same every yeah, record. They want the same no record what. over and over and over. And we're just not those types of people. Yeah. You know, like... Well, no those people, I, I feel like those people listen to more um, of like a mainstream type, yeah. uh, I mean, type sound. Well, I mean, I mean, I got like friends who were deep into underground metal, and like we hang out and we only listen to deep underground metal shit together because they don't fuck with anything else. And like, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's cool. I like them. I, you know, it's like. You know, them like my girlfriend doesn't like that extreme metal shit. Like you know, but not we, a lot of girlfriends. Her, her and I, her and I have a lot of other music in common. We can listen to together. But you know, I have my other friends that like I can listen to fucking sadistic execution. We'll go crazy together. You know. Well, yeah, and you're also <laughs> listening to a bunch of other shit too. Yeah, like you guys you said, know? it's like a blender of like everything you listen to. Totally. And, you know, and, and I got I got my friends that listen to their thing, and like that's what I mean. I'll always kind of feel bad for them that that's all they're really going to enjoy, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like... It's like somebody eats the same food every like, fucking you know, right, It's right, like, right. I, I've, got fr- I've got a lot of friends that don't understand what I do with Torch. Like, our connection is completely with different <laughs> music, you know? And Torch is like an afterthought to them. They don't even think about me as, like, right. the guy in Torch. They think about me as a guy in a, one of my other bands or someone who prints shirts, like... And they think of Torch and they're kind of, like, not even that familiar because they sort of choose... Other keep, stuff. To, yeah. They choose to limit themselves to what they they like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you you can do whatever you want to do, that's going to make you happy. If it fucking extreme metal makes you so fucking happy, and goats and the fucking devil make you so happy that you're gonna that only listen to that for the rest of your life, awesome. You know, I think that's fucking great. I yeah. love that shit too. You know, but so I recently saw someone on the internet. I'm, it's really just escaping my mind as to who it was, but they did a video of like them talking about they went and listened to like kiss records they weren't a kiss fan mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm personally not a kiss fan either but they they listened to kiss and they were like you know oh tino from the deftones he was talking about like uh yeah i just I, i'm not really into kiss but i listened to kiss records and i i'm mature enough to know like oh well, i like this song but not like these songs or i like you know yeah. and he takes everything like that he, he gives uh he gives everything a listening chance is what he was saying like he explores all that yeah. mm-hmm. so i think i think that's that's a good way to go about it. Just like food. Like, that's something that drives me crazy. Somebody that's like... McDonald's fast food all day long. Like, Indian food? No way. Thai food? Whoa. Yeah. Vietnamese? Ethiopian? It's like, damn, dude, you're limited. Like, good, <laughs> good luck with life. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go fucking enjoy some flavor. That's how I feel about music. Right. No, yeah. Everything has its place. Everything has its flavor. It's time. Uh, some things you can mix. Some things, in my opinion, maybe just leave them. <laughs> yeah, some things yeah, shouldn't mix. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's all, you know, it's all relative to, like, who the person is. And, like, some people are white bread, ham, cheese, and <laughs> yeah. that's fucking <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, it's crazy. When I, I wish you happy, cool, but goddamn, I like some color and some flavor. Right. When I meet people like that, or when I meet people that don't really have, like, an interest in music in general, that's I just kind of get that's dumbfounded. That's weird shit to Yeah, me, I get dumbfounded because sure. it's like, that's pretty much everything, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, every memory is almost tied to a musical... Yep situation or a taste for that matter you know yeah, when it you moves get... so much like people like it it kind of like influences the dressings aesthetics oh everything visuals. it's so so when someone says like i mean i really can't remember the last time i came across someone like that but i wasn't really a uh raised around musicians or anything but music was always a thing yeah it's something life. i always sought out but especially for someone to be like hey man so you know if you're like talking let's say and you're like hey what 
what are you into musically? Like, you know, music. I'm not really like, into. I don't really if I can get into or, music, dude. Actually, recently, I think I overheard somebody somewhere out in a store or something was saying, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm not just. I'm just not into music. Or yeah, I'm into movies or something." Dude, like, dude, I know. There's I'm music in the movie. movie. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Like, Know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Uh, you, Those individuals are a little strange. You know? There's like, it's like kids that are into video games, and the only music they like is video game music. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's the only thing that they have an emotional connection to is video game music because those playing video games makes them happy you know yeah. like I, was, I mean I, 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 I was I had a friend I had a friend that I had a friend that was like that man that I grew up with man Alan mm. but um yeah until he found like you know until he found actual bands that he liked yeah. but I mean for years it took a really long time yeah it yeah. does also take it, it may take like one one thing or whatever because I remember like when I got into like when I really fucking like dove into music is when I started finding like my own music yeah, yeah so like I remember like and I I mean I went like deep in I started my own website and all this shit oh, and wow. was doing the same thing like Lamgoat was doing yeah. Lamgoat does but um yeah man it, but that also like exposed myself because the internet was just popping off too so I was like in that yeah. glory time but you know I, I just love when like friends would show you stuff and like or you pick up that record or you go to a show and you're like alright I got like ten bucks. Yeah, go to the show uh, and find a new. You know, get something on the distro. Thing, that was that's the way I would get music. Go to the show, go to the distro, limited funds. Like, man, this one or this one, and you kind of go off the artwork or mm-hmm. maybe what you might have heard. But skate then, videos were great too. Skate oh, videos, course, yeah. you know, skate videos always had like awesome parts yeah. with songs, and like I'd be like, "This song's the shit. I gotta find out who this yeah. is." Those know? are two things that have always been married together too. I feel like music skate videos. Skate local, yeah. We had a local access metal show, Raw Power <laughs> in Miami. Yeah. Dude, Dude, it's awesome. Me and John, we both know it, man. We like yeah, that was something that like if you and were I in Miami, it, I was like, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, because if you were in Miami, there was a cable access show called Raw Power. It would come on late at night, when is, random when, times. When is this? Obviously this is nineties. time. Oh yeah, nineties. I videotape them. I have them. I still have the really? videotapes of them. I have a videotapes of this show. What Me and my brother. His sign off was uh, Alex B stay was his name. Stay evil, stay destructive. Yeah, that's what he would say. See, that's only some Miami shit. And the opening sequence for Raw Power was the be- was uh, the beginning of Am I Evil? Yeah, like videos places of like chicks being whipped and like all kind of weird dark shit. You know, local access TV. It was the shit, man. I got turned on to a lot of music through that show, big time. Oh man. Man, like everything from like punk stuff, like Blitz, and like mm-hmm. to like more metal stuff, like Samael and like Emperor. I mean, they played Melvins on there. Oh, I mean, wow, I, cool. I mean, I saw so much stuff, man. Like old death metal stuff, like, was, like hypocrisy, time, like all the nuclear blast show, bands at the time. There was dismember. Also, like there was a what is it like a morbid angel into helmet, and I was just like. You know that change of it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played everything. He played all kind nice. of like heavy stuff, you know. And this dude lived in my name, my, my grandma's neighborhood, Alex B. And I'd see him all the time. Right. And we were little kids. We'd see the host of the show. He'd be in the fucking uh, VHS rental place, renting VHS, and he'd be wearing his Samael shirt and a fucking like upside down cross and whatever. <laughs> and, and me and my brother would be like, "Hey, man, you're Alex B." And he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm Alex B. Like, what's up? Like, just, just like by evil, like, like yeah." I don't even think and we'd be like when's Raw Power coming back he'd be like it's coming back man he keeps talking about how it's coming back and it did come back it came oh. back and I, I have some of the I have two new episodes filmed I actually like videotaped them he went on a, it became a Miami Springs cable access show for a year wow. so there's all these so but it's like all newer shit yeah. so it's like 
Towards the end, I feel like he was starting to play more hardcore and stuff. Yeah, I mean, for, you know what, have really, to do that just because I feel like around that time frame too. It, that but you know what, up. man? He also played some like RAC, like kind of like racist, kind of like <laughs> shit too. Or he played some, played like Bound for Glory on there and stuff. Like, well, this is also probably and, a time I mean, where a lot of, well, other than if you listen to the words, probably uh, you wouldn't really know what their personal views are. This day and age, you definitely fucking know. But oh well, yeah, everyone everything, knows everything, everything now. Everything you know, now. everything, yeah. everything now. Nothing can be like a little dangerous or yeah, yeah. crazy. Like you know, no, like, a lot of people get in trouble. Like every, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like everyone, everyone gets in shit. Or even and, like this, it gets sad when it's based off speculation. Well, someone just you got know? dropped from a record label for just like. Like, um, oh, what are they doing? Shouting out someone in their inner notes or liner notes or whatever. Their record was coming out and they got shelved. I don't know. I can't. It's escaping me. We posted about it, but the band is escaping me now. I mean, you know, it was a different time and place. Yeah. Of course, it was a different time and place. But like Raw Power, they would play crazy stuff. It was always like some weird shit. To be it, it, it was it, of the anti, you know, like, totally, too. That's totally. the perfect place for. It. I mean, I heard yeah, about I heard about industrial stuff through there, like you know, Liebach. Yeah. Like I heard about yeah. Liebach through that show too. And I mean, Liebach, he would do a thing where he would play. Um, He'd show a screen and be like upcoming local concerts and shit. Oh yeah, yeah remember that stuff. part? Remember like upcoming shows and like so it's basically it would, like, like the internet for you guys prior to it, it was, it was like lo-fi, yeah. lo-fi local MTV slash internet. You know what I mean? See, that's the coolest thing though because like I was just saying that's only something that could happen in Miami probably at that time. No, like, you know what? Bigger, you know, it's awesome. Bigger metropolitan. Area. So there's actually there, no, there's a there's actually a ton of awesome cable access. If you start looking up metal cable access stuff through through like from the 80s to the 90s, lots of places around the country had little cable access shows specifically for underground music and metal and like even punk and shit i've actually tried to find a bunch on you like so i went on this mission to try to find raw power Black on youtube youtube stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know well because well, you know we always talk about raw power like the ones of us like yeah dude, they come, the one yeah. the people who come from miami and grew up in no raw power like we like, imagine, uh, like dude, you're a kid you're getting to this shit it, it was a for big some deal reason, for us you come across cool. this channel and you're like oh yeah 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 for sure i mean that's what i'm saying like that's amazing that you would be able to even have that at that particular time oh yeah and and, you know it it was pure luck it was pure luck finding it just being bummed missed it is enough to know pure luck finding it because no one there's no ad there's no you had to literally be flipping through the channels and just run up on slayer playing like you just see hair like long hair and fucking guitars and you're just like what the fuck is this on this weird did you guys did you guys have that like channel directory that would scroll up slow as shit yeah, it was oh, on what, like channel three or whatever. Oh, channel four. That's exactly the kind of channel that it was yeah. on. It was like it would just be yeah, scrolling like, a bullshit. Other than that, it was then, like weird community TV, and they're just this fucking freak. Yeah, you know. Hey, he pays us two hundred bucks so for the good. day, or you know, whatever rent the studio. Yeah, I mean, like it probably it took a lot of effort, you know. To of course, that, it's you a show. Know? You had oh, to. Yeah. He probably he probably had to employ the people that oh, were dude, shooting it. Wouldn't would he get calls? And, and no, no, no. You know what? Yeah, he would do giveaways though all the time. Uh, he would do giveaways. He'd give away stuff like relapse and like other labels. Like I know would send yeah, him same shit, same. you know. And like it was always relapse. A lot of relapse. I remember him giving away like the UHF VHF comp, which was like a release mm-hmm. entertainment thing. It was like noise. Mm-hmm. Um, the the what's it called? Ah, there was the fucking um. Japanese American Noise Treaty comp that they put out. He was okay. putting. He's basically giving. A, that's how I found out about noise music. I found out about noise on Raw Power. This dude is talking about how it's very influential for Torch. I see now. Totally, yeah. man. Yeah, and like <laughs> shout out Raw. Yeah, 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 like man. You know, but um, 
you know, the, man, I could go into detail about this, but that's actually how I got into the, for, heard about experimental noise and stuff. Yeah. Man, it was that show, and like I, saying, I, did, I didn't even know. Thing, I didn't like even know if I liked it at the time, but just to hear him talk about it yeah. was was enough to make me always remember the names. He, I remember him naming Mersbau, Masana, and Namanax were the three he named, and and telling and describing it as music that would fucking like destroy your neighbors, yeah. like yeah, yeah. that your neighbors would be so pissed. And I remember thinking like. I need to hear that. He described it as like extreme noise. I was just like, I need to fucking find that. Like whatever it is. And and for for years, I was like, you know, and as a kid, you don't forget. And then, eventually, yeah, yeah, like coming to your own. Like years later, years later, I find it. Yeah. And you could, you'll, some freak shit will happen. Right. Damn. But I remember that. Being, I mean, this is like years before you're going to experience that firsthand. Right. Which is how I, I experienced you know, noise. Well, you're not going you're like you're saying. You're not going out to like venues at this particular no, point. You're catching you're like, some weird shit on TV. Grade. Like yeah. you got to be 21 or 18 yeah, yeah, yeah. before you get to this place. Yeah, but yeah. it's always weird, like to find something that like sparks your shit, and then like you know, it was just it was just the whole visual imagery of like the underground stuff. It was so like the quality, it, the, quality like, the grainy quality. Yeah. Like, well, you know, and then, and you were saying like you didn't think you even liked it when you first started listening to it. That's how like it is when you're getting it, into you know, it's like it's kind like, of music, especially. Like, I don't know especially if I that it. stuff. That stuff especially was like I the minute you put it on and it's just like blaring at you and like crushing the shit out of you. Certain like like it, it's kind of like you like you 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 almost want it to be musical when you first hear it because you just that's all you fucking know. Right, right, right. You're, you're you know, trying to pull like okay, what, what you know. What is it, what or finding it, like what, what grooves like are in or whatever. Shit. Like, no, this so, is but shit, but like, but like you still like it though. It's weird because you know it's like it's like I was just like this shit's fucking sick. But I won't listen to this, you know, on my own time. <laughs> but like it's fucking sick. Like this exists. Some guy is making records of this. Right, shit. right. Like yeah. there's a whole it's like, culture. Of yeah, that you know. But but no you know now I, nowadays like as I've gotten older like it's like listening to jazz for me. I listen to noise and I fucking love it. Like I'll yeah. listen to full records of it, like free form or not. Like you know you I like put, I like it all. Yeah, there's a lot it, as you get older too that you can not stu- I would I hate to say stomach more, but that you can just listen to. Oh yeah, you know? I mean even yeah, just even mel- lot, yeah, so it's like even like the idea of something new. It's like bring it. On. Right, even even right, like right. even like beautiful ambient music, you know, like oh, it yeah. can be it can be like something that just takes me somewhere really nice. Like, it doesn't have to be a hip hop but... channel on YouTube. I don't. I put that on like all the time when I'm doing anything. Lo-fi creative. hip hop. It's like a live channel that just play like fucking lo-fi hip hop, like million people on it all day long, just listening awesome. to it. That's cool. But yeah, that yeah, I'm sick. always. I think another thing with that is like the more underground it gets, it's a more of an insight to something that somebody's creating in their space. It's like looking through a window. Yeah, it's like a little more yeah. cooler. It's like a little cooler too, because you know, like not that many motherfuckers will, um, not people will listen to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's more random that you'll find somebody else. Like you like so and so, yeah, like so and so. What the fuck? You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. it's yeah. more yeah, of that. There's a connection. Yeah, but like the actual like more of an exclusive insight into somebody's private world and like a creation there's more character to it there's more it's, it's very intriguing to me you know? yeah, yeah like, there's there's less outside influence of anyone telling this person what the fuck they have to do like, you know and also the idea of like man it's it's almost more likely than not that you almost shouldn't have known, found out about this or something. right yeah Looks, it's like you're not supposed to find this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff yeah, I, love that. I love that I love that I love that I mean I, I think, think that's the draw we all had originally to yeah, like, like heavy rock of music of course like how, more, how much more dangerous can it get how much yeah. more like yeah, fucked man. up can the guitar Dude, sound oh it goes from every like once you get into this shit it's like every freaking degree yeah. every all 360 degrees is like a, mm-hmm. an insane and it gets even more interesting when you realize like damn these people were doing this shit 30, 40, 50 years 
years ago. I, yeah, I know, like, that you, know, you, just, me you, weren't, you didn't know about that because yeah. all you knew was mainstream as a kid, and like yeah, obviously course. the internet wasn't prevalent. Yeah, so you, you, didn't you know just anything. keep like digging deeper, digging deeper, <clears throat> and whether it's like wow, popular culture is super influenced by all these you know these undercurrents of like progressive and creative people. It's like holy shit! Somebody made a fucking noise record in the fucking fifties or the twenties yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like this was recorded yeah, with a lithograph. Gonna, I think that someone's going to be at the door soon. Just heads yeah. up. I got to piss like. Crazy. I was going to say like we've been running like yeah, we're, 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 as I thought, and yeah. I know we got to get you back. So we'll talk. We'll talk a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? We're do, just uh, getting started. You, here's a shout out for you for the last you know last little minute of your the podcast here. Like sure. anything yeah. you want to? Obviously, the new record's coming out July twelfth. Which will probably be out already by the time this comes yeah. out, but this will be like that following Monday or whatever it will gotcha. come out. So, yeah, just uh, go ahead. It's your last little bit here. Well, shit, man. I don't know. Thanks, guys, for having us. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. Appreciate it. For sure. I, I want to say what's up to all our friends in Miami, all of our yeah. families and stuff too, and sure. you know, all of our girlfriends and all of our you know siblings and shit. Shout and out, Alan, to finding other music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's it's been good time. Shout out to my dogs. Yeah, yeah. Shout, out Shout out to my dog. Luna made another appearance. She was a little. She was way better this time. The last interview, she was all over the place and yeah. all over. Hey, oh, there she oh, is. She's, she's like, I still got the fire. So, I still got the fire. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. All right. All right. Sounds good. Peace. Oh, where can I take a piss? This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.